slips, jail time, snort in a cocaine line, racist tweets, family beefs, a royal leaves, Kanye, fake attack, racist friends, Botox and implants, shoplifting spree, punch a paparazzi, unexpected pregnancy, not your best moment. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Not Your Best Moments. I am Keith Skopinich with Andrew Harris and Phoebe Matana. And today we're doing a little skinny dip into some topical news stories. A little skinny dip. I've got some, I've got some tea to spill, as one might Ooh, say. Spill it, sister. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Does anyone else feel uncomfortable or is it just me? <laughs> you don't have to overcompensate. If you're tired, it's okay to be tired. Oh, <laughs> Spill um, it, sister. Oh god. Oh well, that that was like scary, depressed. Like uh, now, I want to like. Send you I want to give you a hug now. Yeah, or a hug. I love how you want to give him a hug, and I'm like, I'll send you something. I love that. I'll send you something. <laughs> Could always count send, on you to send me something, Andrew. I'll send you. Uh, I'll send you something weird from Amazon. <laughs> You're like, what am I supposed to use this for? Why did you send me a news? I do all the time to my friends. If I oh ever text God. you for your ad- if I ever text you for your address, <laughs> expect something strange in the mail. Andrew, did thereafter. you did you hear that? No, what? <laughs> I made a really dark joke. What did you say? <laughs> Nothing. I Nothing. Just move on. Keep moving. We're moving, on. We're mov- we're moving forward. Um, speaking of wanting to kill yourself, what? Uh. <laughs> um, every time some more news comes out about The Bachelor, I just I increasingly get more upset (laughs) that's just it it's whenever there's a oh something happened in the bachelor nation now i feel like it's always who's racist this time and i would and i would say (laughs) that this is this is an oversimplification sorry speaking is difficult for me especially when i am looking at this article about greer blitzer who is one of the contestants on zach's season of the bachelor uh, which aired may i have that name again please which one greer blitzer that's the one thank you that's the one um, greer, greer blitzer greer blitzer that is our okay. actual name i see so yes so greer blitzer who um <laughs> actually got the first impression rose and for those of you who are not familiar with the bachelor system that's basically the first person that the bachelor is like hey i could see a future with you and of course she she has already issued an apology for defending someone on Twitter a couple years ago f- who used blackface. So she was just, mm-hmm. you know, this is this is, seems to be something that just continues to come up. That uh, so was it was it a preemptive apology or was she did someone no, like catch it and it was about to break? No, no people, it it broke and then she gave an apology that this came out that she was defending someone on Twitter for using blackface and then also there was also a whole other part where there were like photos of her with like trump stickers on and things like that too so it was just a whole a whole thing which it's like i don't want to sit here and like vilify people who voted for trump but i'm also like but you did defend blackface yeah well and that the the the, the, the trump support isn't I think you both know how hard this is for me to say. That's not a disqualifier. You know what I mean? No. In and in and of itself, usually everything that comes along with it, this is exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> 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 but I, I also love the reinforcement of the idea that you're only in trouble if you get caught. 
It's only it's yeah. only wrong if you got caught. And ooh, ooh, you know, how dare you victimize me for pointing out that bad thing that I did. Not sorry for that bad thing that I did. It's never about that, right? It's always about, oh, oops, I got caught. And honestly, it might not have even come out if she didn't at least do halfway decent on this season too, which she obviously has slash will do well on this coming season if she's already gotten the first impression rose which can i just point out the way that she came out i've never like had like that neediness come off someone so strong where basically she so zach the bachelor lives in austin texas and she doesn't live in austin texas but was like i've always wanted to live in austin and like that is where i want to end up in the end and you're just like wow oh okay I I would think that agreeing to be a contestant, either the bachelor or bachelorette, you know, either the gentleman or ladies, depending on the season that you're on. I I would think that that's just sort of a blanket assessment of neediness. Maybe. You know what I mean? mean? It's possible. Yeah. I I know. I I I, I choose to think. Oh, yeah. What's up, Keith? I was just going to say, I I feel like the producers of The Bachelor, like, specifically pick people with... (laughs) poor backgrounds because it just creates buzz for their show oh they, yeah they do well, it's like every season has it well because that's <laughs> like that's wait what have I, you tweeted something racist let me yeah. let me uh let me add you onto the list <laughs> what uh, maybe yeah my my first thought would be hmm let me go through my social media you know what i mean and see if maybe i i said or did something in 2008 or 2009 that's maybe not gonna play as well i have done an audit of that myself and i haven't found anything that's terribly egregious i did all right, sidebar. I did find uh, a comment that I made. It was like one of my first or second Facebook comments from, I think, 2008. And it was something like, I just want to crawl under a rock and die. Or I think it was back in the days when it was like, Andrew Harris is feel it. You're so whatever it was. And somebody, you know, people were commenting on it. And like, I think they understood that like I was it was hyperbole for I've had a shitty day. Um, and somebody, one of my friends commented on it. I was like, oh my God, I've left this comment unattended for, you know, nine or 10 years or however long it had been. So wait, did you I comment? Was, I did. <laughs> oh God. It was so, and then it brought it up to the top of the feed. And then a friend of mine from college who is now like a therapist <laughs> reached out to me privately in a message and was like, Hey, if you're having trouble, you know what I mean? I'm, you know, I'm always here to talk. It was the nicest thing in the world. And it shattered my heart into a million pieces to have to be like, oh, God, I'm so, no, I don't. I don't. Um, thank you. Like, it was so <laughs> it was such a generous, generous, kind way of reaching out. You know what I mean? And I was like, I was just fucking around. I'm so sorry. Oh I'm God. so sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to make light of your profession and everything that you have ever worked on and studied yeah. and hold true in this world. It also was not me making light of any type of mental illness or su- suicidal thoughts or anything like that. It was purely just a poorly chosen selection of words to say that I had had a shitty day, which, Aww. you know, probably around 2000, I think it was really, I was a tour guide back then. I was having a lot of shitty days. Star- <laughs> Starbucks spelt his name and Andrea. He's like, God damn it. It's Andrew. It's Andrew. And you posted on Facebook and Sky thought you had a really bad day. I have a higher day. threshold for a shittier day than that. <laughs> <laughs> we thought you were Do really you? really sensitive andrew i am not i am not a snowflake how dare you i'm off the podcast <laughs> thank you for storming out you can come back now okay i've come back thank you for rejoining that was so dramatic that was so unnecessarily dramatic god i just want to crawl into a rock and die <laughs> <laughs> no that was the right amount of dramatic thank you <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so to return to the Bachelorette, the Bachelor slash racism question mark. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think there's a question mark. It's there. It's baked in. Um, Probably an exclamation point at this point. I know. It's honestly, it's a broken The producers have to, have to go through their social media too. And I'm sure they saw that and were like, oh, good. It's like The View when they fight. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no. Can you believe they fought again? Yeah. That's what keeps the show <laughs> in the news. I can absolutely well, believe that they fought again. Here's what I will say. What I think is not that they actively seek it out but they're going through all the people that apply and like when you think about who are the people who are going to apply to be on the bachelor and the bachelorette it's like it's a certain type of person who's probably from a certain part of the country who probably wants a very specific thing and i'm sure a lot of these people that they interview have some shady social medias or have something on there. And then it's a just just a negotiation of which one. <laughs> I, well, I, maybe that's terrible and really pessimistic, but I can't help but wonder. This is probably a pretty unfair judgment, but like I, I, I do feel like you have to have a certain lack of self-awareness to be on that show, and certainly to succeed. Because the minute you look around and understand what's going on, I would feel like a sane person would be like, Oh, no, 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 no. This is way too public. No, 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 no. You know, especially once you see, like, how the sausage is made, so to speak. Did Did you guys watch Unreal? Did you guys ever watch Unreal? No, but I heard it's very good. It was very, at least the first season was very good and very intense. Oh, oh, I did watch. Yes, I watched a few episodes. I watched the first couple episodes. I remember that was, oh, God, that was hilarious. That was a good show. <laughs> good show. Uh, So was, um the one that specifically makes fun of the bachelor burning love yes, oh burning my love. god also honestly oh. burning love is the parody that everyone needs i think we also talk about it so uh for anyone who's actually interested in this and wants to know more about the history of bachelor nation racism we're <laughs> going to be talking about it in our next episode on thursday and we're going to be going in a deep dive into um specifically looking at uh rachel kirkconnell and matt james and that season plus rachel Lindsay, the first black bachelorette so if that is of interest and you want to learn more you can tune in on thursday and we'll be dropping the episode then it's a good one it's a good one i mean they're all good what are, you know but it's a good one <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna tell people to smash the subscribe smash you gotta smash that subscribe button button guys just smash it yes i am, I am we need to do that. we need to get you new verbs no, no. My boss told me to tell people to smash that subscribe button uh, today via text. And I was like, I will. I'll say it. And I did. Fair enough. Promises kept, my friends. Andrew, any updates on uh, entertainment news, movies? <laughs> what? <laughs> and now to our entertainment correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like you are always <laughs> on the movie stuff. Everything that's going on in everything that is going on in the film world, I feel like you are very tapped in. That's all. Am elegant, I wrong? It's an elegant transition. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you are though. Don't pretend so, like you're not. Yeah, there was there was one story that um kind of jumped out at me this week, and that was um Andrea Riseborough's Academy Award nomination for Best Actress for the movie um, To Leslie, um, which 
the, the Oscar nominations came out about a week and a half ago, um, as of this recording, and it was it was kind of a, a shock to see Andrea Riseborough's name on there for a movie that a lot of people hadn't heard of. And you know, there's always whenever the the nominations come out, you get you know the the articles the the snubs and surprises, which was which was interesting because I think everyone thought that Olivia Coleman would have been nominated for Empire of Light. Uh, that ended up not happening. Empire of Light actually ended up getting very few nominations ultimately, and it, it I mean it was one of those movies that just was dripping with Oscar bait thematically, you know, it had all the hallmarks of movies that we're talking about this year, which, you know, half the movies are about, you know, disenfranchised class struggles and are usually some sort of biting satire against that, or they're about, you know, returning to the movies and love of cinema, like the, the Fableman, you know, to sort of keep the business alive. Um, but also the Fableman's is a lovely, lovely personal statement from, but it's from true Steven that there's Spielberg. every year, there's at least one film that is just, a film that is nominated because people who love movies love movies about movies. Which is interesting too, because a lot of the, the, you know, before the nominations came out, a lot of the bait was on those movies. Like you had three big ones, right? You had the Fableman's Babylon and um, Empire of Light and Babylon. If you, first of all, if you haven't seen Babylon, uh, it's a wild ride. It is a long wild ride with an excellent performance by Margot Robbie. And um, I, I can't remember the lead actor's name. He's, phenomenal phenomenal and so is brad brad pitt's good in it too it's a great movie it didn't really get a lot of traction uh at the oscars which was which was kind of interesting it's a really good movie uh anyways but that's that's not really the thing so this week the academy um announced that they were going to be launching an investigation <laughs> into oscar campaigns because um they just want to make sure and there are rules for what you can do for how screenings can happen and for you know social media posts and you know, there's a certain code of conduct for members of the Academy. Um, you know, no slapping. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they just added that to the list. Yeah, it, went, it did not exist prior to last year. But now it's like, okay, guys, no slapping. No um, physical violence, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have to keep adding specific clauses for each act of physical violence. <laughs> Every time but, it uh, happens. Oh, well, we that's not that's on us. That's our bad. We didn't specify yeah so so basically this movie that uh nobody has heard of and was in theaters for like a couple of days in october and i think the gross was twenty seven thousand dollars. people started getting a little curious how a movie not really set up to succeed in what the oscar race is for those of you who may be unaware you know that there's a there are massive publicity campaigns set up to help position movies or actors um, to get nominations for Oscars. It's, you know, it's good for business. It, it's not nefarious. You can't rig it or anything like it, Don't get me wrong. The the Oscars do absolutely reward, you know, merit, but there's politics involved too, except this is just politics of the entertainment industry, not like politics of governing one's lives. You know what I mean? Like no one's going to storm, uh, you know, the Kodak theater and try to install Donald Trump as an Oscar winner. Um, I, maybe don jr but wait um wait we're we're not doing that <laughs> live your best life just know that i will be watching that footage i didn't know anybody who storms the capitol but i have looked and i would do it's like my dream <laughs> to call the tip line and oh just be like God. i found one <laughs> so wow. if you do that just you know let me know um but it's interesting andrew because it does happen that campaigning happens at every level like even the short yeah. films uh, that you oh, yeah. see that get nominated those 
are the function of these insanely huge campaigns, which to you first you have to win at a festival that is an Oscar qualifying festival, and then begins the campaigning, which can cost much more than the actual film cost to actually produce. Yes. And it's important to note too, that with very few and rare exceptions, the people who are sort of instigating these campaigns, it's the studios or the, or the producers, right? It's not the individual actors themselves that I mean, that has happened um, very, very famously. um, (laughs) If you saw feud, Betty and Joan, Joan Crawford campaigned against Betty Davis so that she wouldn't win an Oscar. <laughs> so That's so petty. It is that. so petty. It is. She died poor, so you know, she kind of it evens out. Um but, uh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's not like Olivia Coleman is sitting in London, you know, in a command center like fucking FIFA being like crush her, crush her. But someone's upset that Andrea Riseborough got nominated for an Academy Award. And, you know, the the it was actors themselves who really pushed and gave her performance, which is apparently great, um, that momentum. You've got, like, you know, Jennifer Aniston and uh, I think Gwyneth Paltrow and Courtney Cox and some others hosting, you know, individual screenings in their homes um, to get people to see this movie, influential people to see this movie and sort of amplify it and, and, and get it out there because they felt it was worthy of recognition. And then there's, the, you know, social media posts. And then uh, I think like Jane Fonda and Laura Dern and others really, really and Kate Winslet, I think, really got on board with trying to, to push Andrea Riseborough's performance into some into a greater sphere of recognition since the movie wasn't out for very long and it you know didn't make that much money. Can I ask your opinion, Andrew, on this? Uh-huh. Your personal opinion mm-hmm. on the situation. How does how do you feel? Do you do you think it was kosher? I think it's fucking awesome. I think it's wonderful that Andrea Riseborough got that nominated. Well, that <laughs> there's an asterisk being I haven't seen the movie. Um, I would like to, uh, <laughs> but um, art is subjective. So giving awards for it is <laughs> is also going to be subjective right but as someone who has not successfully broken into the entertainment industry that's where i'm looking right i'm looking up at that having people especially other artists say hey no your work needs to be recognized this is really really good is i i think it's actually kind of beautiful you know i mean it's being called a grassroots i really don't love that the terminology mirrors like actual political campaigns yeah um i think that mischaracterizes it a little bit uh but i think i think it's absolutely wonderful i think if you want a high-paying job you almost kind of have to know someone at one of those companies to get a high-paying job like it they're very insular in these in these silos so to have a breakthrough like that. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Andrea Riseborough has been in some big name movies. You know, she was in um, Edge of T- Oblivion. She was in Oblivion, that Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, Birdman. She was in Birdman. She's great in Birdman. So, you know, she's not, this isn't some, somebody who just made a movie who nobody knows. Like she is, she is known. She's not the most famous person in the world. Um, you know, she certainly doesn't have those aura of like Olivia Coleman. And I love Olivia Coleman. You know what I mean? But Olivia Coleman, she's, plenty of awards and i think she would probably agree with that state you know what i mean like she need a nomination no i think Um, you're right though i think it's interesting because it's like one of these things where the oscars has for a long time been 
we're either going to give the award to someone who is currently very hot or it's going to be a award that you get for all the other movies that you did in your career that we didn't give you an award for. And it's become kind of like that where it's not necessarily about one specific movie or an actual performance yeah. in a specific movie. Not that they're bad. They're usually great. But is it the best? No, there's a lot of negotiation of like oh well this other person was great but we still haven't given this person an oscar we've nominated them like four times and it feels like they deserve it at this point yeah rather I, than Catherine, know, Catherine Hepburn put it that her i think her her expression towards and she's she's won four best actress oscars she's the most winning actor Frances mcdormand also has four academy awards but one of them is for producing so it doesn't count. Um, no, just kidding. Um, but, you know, Catherine Hepburn's words, and this is a woman who never showed up to accept any of her four Oscars. <laughs> um, she famously was not a fan of of the Oscars, but her line was, by our vote, you're the best. So it isn't to say this is the world's best actor. It literally, it literally is as advertised. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences agrees that this person was the best actor in a movie this year. That's that's really all it is and it's cool and it's nice to watch and all of this but yeah sometimes it goes horribly wrong too uh harvey weinstein famously campaigned hard for shakespeare in love to beat out saving private ryan as best picture um is saving private ryan a better movie than shakespeare in love that's subjective but i would say yes, it is i think so right um yeah should should crash should crash well, that, i feel like picture. that is the that is the perfect example of a movie that definitely shouldn't have won and green book um yeah <laughs> movie movies that movies that try to tackle race and just get it really kind of wrong um and then yeah and then you do you get things like every once in a while an actor will take agency over their own campaign which is super dicey because it's it's implied that you want it, but if you show that you want it, it's almost like a mark against you. You know what I mean? Um, who was it? Um, Ian McKellen during uh, the Lord of the Rings. It was, I think it was the first Lord of the Rings movie famously said that he was going on an Oscar hunt. He was nominated <laughs> for all three of the movies. Didn't win for him. Um, uh, you know, Melissa Leo, Melissa Leo campaigned because um, it's a, you know the, these are the for your consideration and they go in the trade papers and sometimes you see ads that say that right yeah uh her thing was consider this and it was just like her looking hot i it was she won i but like she didn't <laughs> i don't think she needed to do that like she was her her win was kind of baked in from like that prior december like she she won all of the awards <laughs> like leading up to it there was wasn't a whole lot of question that melissa leo was gonna win an oscar and then she gave up <laughs> rambling batshit crazy speech uh look it up it's uh it's uncomfortable um she spends half the time <laughs> fawning over lloyd bridges tons of great information there andrew what i have to go as to where we are yeah. in the story all right so anyways <laughs> you guys just sat there listening i what do you want me to do <laughs> i have told you i will just keep going i can talk for hours i don't want to <laughs> next Phoebe, next episode, we're just going to let him go for, like, <laughs> as long as he can go. As long as you can go, uninterrupted, well, just with nods and mm-hmm from me. You and know Kim. I have, like, a, a complex where I'm like, I probably, I think I talk too much on the show. I probably shouldn't do that. And you guys are just sitting there, just <laughs> oh, no, sitting no. there. Interrupt me. <laughs> Andrew, 
Andrew, maybe we just love to hear you talk. Maybe you just have a sweet, sweet, beautiful cherub voice that we want to listen to. Andrew, you're saying a lot of interesting things. I'm just curious, like, where, how we're wrapping up the story. That's all. That's it. <laughs> it's not an indictment of you, Andrew. The Academy is launching an investigation into the campaigning practices that led to her getting the nomination, and a lot of celebrities are mad about it. Okay, who's, cool. who's who's not best moment is it is it the academy's not best moment is it um oh, what's that guy sam uh who directed the olivia who, what's his name kate winslet's ex-husband um i don't know who yeah. celebrities are married to he's the director <laughs> he directed um sam mendes yes thank you oh right oh yeah. okay is it, yeah is it sam mendes who's mad about it his movie not getting more nominations who's like i i don't know anyways is it someone someone decided that andrea riseborough's nomination was sus so they decided to launch an investigation that's the sum up i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry it's okay you're good don't be sorry and so i think i have one that's a little shorter story a little short little skinny dip story um uh, Sarah Michelle Geller was on the Graham Norton show. Um, and she was on to promote her Paramount Plus show, uh, Wolfpack. And she was on there with the panel with it was her and M. Night Shyamalan. And uh Graham Norton was talking to M. Night Shyamalan and was saying, you know, was talking to him about his movies and how they have all twists and turns and all that stuff. And M. Night Shyamalan was saying how, you know, some people are like, when is it okay to spoil a movie never and yeah and m night Shyamalan said never because like just the other day you know i went to my film premiere and all these influencers had just saw signs for the first time and it was like he's like don't ever spoil a movie like let them just see the movie don't tell your kids about the ending of the movie so (laughs) sarah michelle keller says she's like can i tell you one of the most embarrassing stories ever (laughs) and he's just like um what uh so <laughs> and sarah michelle Geller goes on to tell a story that freddie prince uh jr was watching the sixth sense and she walked in like 16 minutes into the movie and like dropped a huge <laughs> the spoiler <laughs> in the room and she said that he didn't watch movies with her for over 15 years after that <laughs> 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 I mean, honestly, fair. That is that is horrible. <laughs> That's also hilarious. Freddie Prince Jr. is like, Haley Joe's Osmond's performance is amazing in this movie, and you ruined it. You ruined it for me. <laughs> 15 years. My, my, Two people in the film industry will not watch, who are married, will not watch <laughs> a film together for 15 years. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, though, I don't like watching movies with other people. I don't like it. I don't want to hear what they have to say about it. I don't care. You can <laughs> talk ha- enough for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm having my own fucking experience. I don't care. I don't care what you fucking think. With me. I don't want to hear what you think about it in real fucking time. We can talk about it after, but I don't need your running bullshit commentary. Sorry. I'm so, I, so, I, so I have a question for you guys. Have you ever had a movie spoiled? Like, what was a movie that you were really mad that got spoiled for you? Oh, yeah. Um, fucking uh avengers endgame and i unsubscribed to entertainment weekly as a result because they fucking spoiled it before the movie came out (laughs) so here's the thing about me i um i have a really shit memory when it comes to these kinds of things so someone will spoil something for me and then i'll forget about it and then i'll watch it and be like this seems weirdly familiar but i can't figure out why (laughs) 
and then I'll finish it. And maybe I'll remember that someone perhaps had spoiled it or not. But it's very great. That doesn't that is not permission for people to start telling me the endings to movies in the hopes that I won't remember them. Please don't do that. But I generally am pretty good about blocking it out and forgetting about it. I, uh, I had my brother spoiled, uh, breaking bad for me. Like I was like binge watching it before, like, like I was binge watching, trying to catch up to the, the, like the ending and I didn't. And he told me a main character died and I was so pissed off. I was like, dude, are you serious? I spent like (laughs) three weeks trying to catch up to like the show. Oh wait, I thought of one lost. The ending to lost was spoiled for me. That's it. So so was the whole. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> that was it. That was the only the thing. Whole, um, I think the whole fucking last two seasons of that show were spoiled, and not because <laughs> information got out. <laughs> like what? Why did they do that? <laughs> why is Why is Allison Janney here? What the fuck is she doing? <laughs> was she is she God's mom? What? Yes. What is this? What, what are they God? What's happening? All right, guys. I think that's been not your best moment. Skinny dip edition. Um, and we will see you next on Thursday with our bachelor episode. Yay. Peace out. Have a good day. Nip slips, jail time, snorting a cocaine line, racist tweets, bad-